Welcome to Your Inspired Journey. I'm Carla Andrews, and I have the wonderful pleasure of being here with Juliana Lehman. She is a world-renowned nutritionist and a body, mind-body weight release expert. Isn't that awesome to know that we're going to be talking with someone who's really going to help us, especially us women who are over 40, release some of all those things that's been stuck on us so that we can reach our ultimate selves to live the life of our dreams. Welcome, Juliana. I am so looking forward to having this conversation with you. I know you have some goodies for us, but I really, I think, as I'm saying us, I'm looking for myself too. So go <laughs> ahead and really just introduce yourself. Tell us about who you are and just connect us to your world. Thank you so much, Carla, for having me here. It is such a pleasure. And I'm very excited to share this part of my story and to help inspire others as well. So like I said, I am a mind, body, weight release expert. And really my mission and my everyday of my life, I dedicate to helping women switch that weight loss conversation that I think for so long has been about restriction, about punishment, about not being good enough, and really the release, which not only implies physical weight, but also a lot of the emotional baggage so that we can actually show up in a confident way and be able to fulfill our own missions in the world. So that is something I'm very passionate about. I've been in this field for 10 years now. And you know, as time goes by, I've been acquiring more and more strategies and modalities. And I'm you know, very excited to share and help women that are mostly over 40. That's a demographic that I love to serve. Uh, get to their goals. Yeah. And it's so true, right? After 40, something happens. Like, as you said, there's there's like a whole lot of other like switches that turns off and or on. But yeah. after 40, it becomes harder. The metabolism changes yeah. for a lot of women that I've spoken with, and I'm sure for myself too. But to know that, I love how you mentioned that you to shift that word, right? Instead of loss and use the word release. Why yeah. is that so important to to have that shift mentally and really uh, emotionally. Absolutely. And when I think of laws, there's a negative connotation to that word, number one. And a lot of times I find the way laws is external. It's about the number on the scale. It's about looking a certain way for other people. And when women hit 40 and beyond, I think we start to get to a different level of authenticity because of self-discovery, because of all the things we learn and experience in life. And the release in my perspective is an internal game. It's getting to that point that we're getting to release a lot of the judgments and the you know baggage that really was weighing us down and tapping into that inner confidence, that inner knowing and that expression of ourselves that we're actually recognizing the beauty that's inside of us and making that external and that's how i say to people that the whole mind shift mindset component of weight loss is one of the big tripods with the other one being hormonal balance and the third one being the food we put in our bodies if mindset is not addressed which a lot of times is not part of a traditional weight loss journey we're always going to continue to hear the cravings, the, you know, the eating to fulfill our emotions and those things. So when we look at it from a more holistic perspective, taking all those pieces into account, that's when I feel we can actually make permanent changes in our weight and how we feel about ourselves. So it's interesting how you mentioned the emotional part. So it's like this attachment 
And and you can see as a person is saying, right? If you I'm losing, like what am I losing? <laughs> versus, right? So I can see where that is important to ensure that those type of conversation that we're having with ourselves, because that's what we, you know, we're having it with uh, with our within ourselves. That I'm losing something, and then we try to hold on to it, whatever it is we're trying to hold on to, or what's attached to the food. Like, what do you see as far as once the word release is brought into the conversation, into the mindset? How quickly have you seen a shift happen for that person who's looking to, to you know, make a change for their, you know, for their health or you know, for the for the body? Like, what what? How quick have you seen that shift? Absolutely. So I'll answer it two ways. So on the more superficial way, when women hear that word, they go, yeah, yeah. Like immediately they feel the difference of the approach. It feels more encompassing, more doable. It doesn't feel this, you know, harsh uphill battle that we all have a bit of an experience with, right? If we ever had any struggles with our weight. So that initial connection is really important. In terms of this speed in the way that I work with women, a lot of times we don't look for a, like the transformation can be fast, but because we wanted to do it in a real sustainable way, the time frame really depends. And I work very specifically with a very specific um, sort of methodology when it comes to the human behavior side. So normally the journey for me is that I take women into understanding, first of all, what are real, the priorities, the things that they were born to do that just, you know, sets their world on fire. Then the next step is that I have them to link those priorities to the reason why they want to actually release the weight. And then the third step is when we start working on some of those emotional blockages, right? So for some women, they can, you know, transition through the three phases quickly others it takes longer because they mm -hmm. may have deeper patterns in there so from that time frame it really depends but every step of the journey we're shifting perspectives right we're freeing you from that good and bad mentality of thinking the body's broken that it needs fixing i say the body needs accepting we have all the inner intelligence in there my only job is to help you remove interference yeah. and you know really connect to yourself so the time frame depends a little bit on the person's personal journey, but it's basically I broke it down into a three-step process. Yeah, and it's, it's and it's it's so important. Like when you see it as a person is going through this journey, the the attachment. Sometimes you know, the food can be such a a, a memory to us, right? When we are so attached to these foods or having these cravings, so it's important. I, I mean, I love how you're mentioning like the release. It's a whole different way of of thinking about it, you're not, it's not, you're not losing it. You're, you're just taking it away in a sense to help support you, but loving yourself as you're going through this release, it's not, it's like, you're really like born again to a next level of yourself versus, yeah. oh my God, what am I losing? And then and finding yourself having these mental struggles of, of letting it go. So that's fantastic. But we, you got to tell me, Juliana, how did you get to this space and doing this for other women like what what happened in your <laughs> world where you saw that this is something that you need to focus on and making this a mission to helping others yeah so I'll give you the the short version of this very long story <laughs> <laughs> no we yeah. and it's i'm sure we want to hear about it for sure 
and it starts in a really different place. Most people believe it will. But in 2001, I was actually, uh, I started veterinary medicine school back home in Brazil. And I wanted to be a veterinarian my entire childhood because I love animals so much. And, you know, it was just something I really treasured. And in my second year of vet med, uh, my parents immigrated from Brazil to Canada. And okay. we moved specifically to this town because it was near a very good uh, Canadian vet school, all of that. I enrolled in university to, you know, a transition to a Canadian school, enrolled in university to continue my studies to pursue that degree. And my very first, after all the moving stuff, 2004, very first class at the University of Guelph in Ontario was Fundamentals of Nutrition. And I fell in love in a way with biochemistry and nutrition in a way I never saw coming. And it was just literally love at first sight. And I was so fascinated. And it was one of those moments I did feel this burning desire in me to learn more. So I switched all my course curriculum and I studied nutrition from a human, animal, and wild animal perspective. And I took every nutrition course possibly available at that time. Wow. After finishing that degree, instead of going towards vet school, I decided not to. And I did a master's in nutrition at the same university and then started working in the food industry um, and, you know, seven years there and then opened my practice, the whole thing. But I, I would say that it was the combination of finding nutrition as the language that I understood to communicate about the body with my laundry list of health struggles that I was born with mm. and then taking my studies and connecting to my own health journey and the transformations that I've experienced and then later in life you know being able to find gratitude for everything that I went through that I had perceived at first as you know not so good because a lot of chronic pain spinal surgery fibromyalgia all those things and it was the moment that I was really able to tap into the gratitude of my story that I think I was really able to integrate the different parts. And now I look at other women going through those struggles and I see so many parallels to what I've been through that I've really been showing them the way from experience, even though they may have a different you know, diagnosis than what I had. Yeah. Um, so that was, and, and part of my story, weight, issues is a big part of that story as well right so learning about hormones and learning how that impacts your mood and how that impacts you know how you feel as a woman and correcting some of those uh, natural therapies is really working out on the other side of this long story <laughs> of, of it's, it's, no, it, it's not it, it's but no this is very important because you know it's great to hear first of all that you fell in love with what you're doing because a lot of time we're <laughs> Were seeking and to know that you were seeking or you didn't know you were seeking I was and then you, you found like oh my gosh this is this is me so that's fantastic yeah. but it's great to know <clears throat> excuse me it's great to know that you're taking this information and you're connecting it to the release aspect the mindset aspect it's not just about nutrition well you know eat more vegetables you know <laughs> drink more <laughs> fruit juices it's all good but there's still a connection to the mindset aspect of it to ensure that you get the success that you're seeking. And so when you saw, when you realized that this was great for you, 
uh, you connected this to to what others, the other struggles, the others are, are struggling in their life when it comes to whether it's weight or nutrition. Because a lot of time, a person could be one pound, right, ten pounds, but they still have issues when in regards to nutrition. So it's, yeah. it's a double combination. It's a combination of ensuring success upfront, real, um, real quickly. Now. You mentioned, and thank you for mentioning, and uh, uh, you know, just a little short history about five. You said five, you had fibromyalgia. Yeah, my diagnosis was early stages of fibromyalgia with mm. uh, really severe chronic fatigue. Chronic pain has always been what I struggle with from you know early early twenties, and I had you know, the severe six migraines a week type of thing. Oh. But the fiber diagnosis came much later on in life when I wasn't able to get out of bed. So wow. it was my body really reached because my mission has always been really strong. My career was always important to me. So mm -hmm. I did push my body even through all the pain, right? Like mm -hmm. I had strategies to get through and I'm very blessed with an amazing husband that would take me to emergency when I couldn't move and, you know, the whole thing for 15 I mean, are years. Are you saying, you're saying that you were going to the emergency center? Yeah. So because you I could. Yeah. I had like, I couldn't. sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Cause you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just intrigued that you're saying literally, cause a lot of time people are still trying, if they haven't experienced it, they're like, okay, I hear that your body's in pain or you feel, you know, some tingly here and there, but they're, it's not often people like going to detail and sharing the, the experiences that you're going to, you're literally going to the hospital. You you have to be taken to the emergency room because you can't move out. You can't move off the bed. So I had to do it eight times uh, that he took me to emergency. And then sometimes they would give me muscle relaxants, other times like really strong painkillers, but it was sort of like in my left side and my shoulder, like uh, shoulder neck area that it was almost like, it will freeze. And then I will look like this. And I just, just couldn't move, you couldn't much move at all. And it was such excruciating pain. So those are the times that he would just like drive me to the hospital. Cause we didn't know what else to do. Wow. And, yeah. And then getting out of bed and stuff wasn't possible just because you need a lot of, you know, like neck strength to get up. So he had to help me with all those very basic things. And wow. I someone like very strong, strong personality. So it was almost like my active mind was trapped into a body that wasn't moving. Right. So mm. it was a very humbling time in my life. <laughs> to well, you know, and, and, and to hear your personality, as you said, you know, you're very, you know, assertive to getting your goals done. You're passionate. Mm -hmm. So it's like this passion over pain struggle that you were going through. Because a lot of times, you know, uh, if if we're not careful we tend to sterilize or marginalize or just, you know, like just superficial information. Oh, from, you know, from Asia that we just have this pain here, but people are not understanding. If you did a chart of pain from zero to 10, you know, yeah. our mind wants to say, oh, it was a pain of two. But what you're sharing right now is not a pain of, it's a pain of eight, a pain of nine type of level to the point where you have to be driven to the hospital. So it's, it's important to, for people to get that picture of understanding, no, this is not a Tylenol, a Tylenol type of, you know, pop a, 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 a painkiller type of situation. You're, you're literally having life changing moments and then seeing how you're connecting that to, to nutrition, because now 
this is another part of it. Do you ever feel that it was um, allergies or and you were having any type of allergic reactions to the certain foods that you were eating that were causing some of this uh, physical manifestation on your body? So I think what the call it like root cause more of the symptomatology was more on the autoimmune spectrum because mm. I later got at least from the spinal degeneration that I was diagnosed with was a form of autoimmune, uh, the thyroid thing I had later on autoimmune. So it was a little bit more on this autoimmune process, right? Which the way I see autoimmune nowadays <laughs> versus before, because a lot of times I think autoimmune is the body attacking itself, right? Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't accept that because I believe the body has all the intelligence that we need for healing. So later I understood that if the body is under, in my case, there's a lot of inflammation and also insane levels of stress, which, you know, also, you know, could be part of that inflammatory process. The autoimmune reactions that I was having is the body trying really hard to course correct, right? But anytime it, it goes overboard in terms of trying to help itself, it was almost like breaking things down even further for me. So it was when I realized that that was more the sort of root of what I was having that I was able to, you know, really shift everything and how I saw myself, how I approached things. And if the pain comes or when it used to come back, now I'm in a much better place, uh, not looking at it as the problem came back. It's just, okay, the problem wow. presenting itself, there's another opportunity here to shift something else in myself and continue the peeling those onion layers, <laughs> like yes. I like to say, yes. Because yeah, you not only with the training, but the experience, so in the background and the, the, the drive to getting to, to finding this solution. And now here you are, you're sharing it with other women uh, around the world. So that's, that's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> I love that. And if you could share with me, like for someone who's listening, what are the first steps that they should pay attention to? Because a lot of times I think, you know, we're, we, we, we're super women. We do everything. We try to over not, you know, like not think of the pain and like, kind of like almost like cover it up. What are some steps as far as for a woman to pay attention to and take cue that, okay, this is something that I may need to, to get assessed or to take it to a, another step of ensuring that I'm taking good care of myself? Absolutely. So one of the first things I like to tell people is that our symptoms are not something wrong with the body or something like health is not the absence of symptoms. Our symptoms are your body trying to talk to you, right? So usually the first step I tell people is to listen <laughs> to, those, mm. to that communication because yeah. it is probably going to be your best friend. And that yeah. is sure the first step I took in my journey. I started to get such a level of awareness with my body because when you have pain, that pain is a, a great teacher in that sense. You become mm -hmm. hyper aware of your body, right? Yes. Maybe I had a bit of that advantage because that was part of my history. But the more you listen, even if it's you know PMS or perimenopausal period issues or into menopause, sleep issues, whatever that could be, just really listen with a curiosity mindset rather than a self-blame mindset. I think mm. it's number one. And I tell women all the time, collect data. Data is not emotional. It's not emotionally, you know, triggered. 
just make a little chart and write down this day, this happened, this day, this happened and gather data and data. Because sometimes practitioners can look at the data with you and help you identify either if it is the food sensitivity or it's something else, right? So listen to the symptoms, use them as data. And if you can write it down so that you have a little bit of yeah. an objective, you know, thing to look into as sort of, that was my step one. My so, step no, that's that's fantastic to me because with the like with doctors, it's not like you're gonna be in there for two hours to explain what's happening. So to come, I mean, that's a great a great um, point to share is when you if you are going through some type of pain and you're you're learning about that pain, start writing that information down because and then share with the doctor because usually a doctor's appointment is what thirty minutes, if that. Yeah, in Canada that'll be less. <laughs> So you writing down all your information of what the questions and what pains is, is, is key to getting a successful appointment. And even when you write it down, you can look at it a few days later, maybe with a more objective mind and look at your mm. own data in a whole and see, can you see trends? Can you see patterns, right? For example, just as a quick example, but you know, anytime you eat dairy, you get two days later, get all this mucus in your throat right? If that's something that you observe, for example. So then you can start to see maybe correlations. Oh, every time I do this, like I work until very late at night, I have sleep issues, <laughs> you know, that same mm -hmm. evening or whatever that looks like for you. I find it, it's helpful because we tend to just remember what happened the last couple of days, but it's hard to look like, even if it's just for a month, I like to just tell people just track and be objective in terms of, you know, what you've observed, but honoring your symptoms as a great communication tool for your body rather than something that we want to push away and suppress. So that was kind yeah. of like my number one step. Yeah. My second step, and this is like, when I was doing it, I probably wasn't as aware, but now in hindsight, <laughs> this mm. is step two, is to become very clear about what you're at after right so uh, that's what we said at the beginning like what is really those inner priorities like your high highest values and I say to people this is not a question of morality or what society expects of you right if one of your highest values is reading fictional novels and you're so passionate about it that's okay like it doesn't yeah. always have to be something that converts into money or caring for your family right but if, if you pick like your top three of those inner priorities for me I had a very I have a very clear understanding now that anytime I'm living in fulfillment of those I'm healthy anytime yeah. I'm living in conflict of those I have pain to this day so when I'm not in congruency with the things that I know I was born to do, my body complains because it's not what I'm supposed to do, right? And I tell people, this may sound kind of off topic, but it is not because anytime that we are fulfilling those in the priorities, um, say you're doing something very passionate, we forget to eat. Sometimes we forget to even, you know, go to the bathroom to pee. Like we forget about the world. We're so focused, right? But if I tell you to do something you absolutely dislike, you're going to be distracted. You're going to need coffee. You're going to need somebody pushing you and motivation. So I bring yeah, yeah. that same parallel to weight release that 
if your goals for releasing weight are not connected to these priorities, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you're going to do it for the duration of the program and it's going to fall apart. And then you're going to buy another program and it's going to fall apart, right? So I teach women to find those priorities and then connect their weight release goals to it so that they're no longer needing me to motivate them. They're starting to find that inner motivation to keep going on their weight loss journey. And, you, and, and now it's not a, a matter of holding different things, hoping to get the joy out of it. It's really just, because really when you start finding that, as you mentioned, those priorities or, or living to those priorities, I can see where a person says, okay, this is all I need, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like having six boyfriends and then you say, oh, no, he's the only one I need. So you just drop all the other boyfriends. <laughs> yeah, easily. So, right. Yeah, right. Because yeah. you found the one. You found the one. And the release of all the other ones, they just start falling, falling to the wayside. Beautiful. Exactly. So if, so if, you're, if you are in a, a person that is looking to connect with someone, like someone is looking to connect with you, like how can they reach out to you? Mm -hmm. and start the journey on their for themselves of releasing more whether it's weight toxins sounds like it could be a release of a whole lot of other things but yes. <laughs> how can they connect with you juliana and find out more about who you are and what Thank it is that you so do absolutely so i think the best place to go to get quite a bit of information about that specific process will be my website on naturallyjoyous.ca slash release and in that, I kind of give a little bit of an idea what the journey looks like and what it is not. Uh, for example, if somebody's looking for quick weight loss and supplement tips and hacks, that's not quite, I, I do, my work is deeper, <laughs> as I think you can probably tell. But if you're really looking to really do, to connect to those dots and really get a very unique approach to getting to that better version of yourself, um, that is probably the best place for them to go. And in there they can, you know, see my podcast, my Instagram, everything is linked to that page. That's so probably the best place to find me. Beautiful. And so what is your why? Like you, you found a way to help you. Now you're helping others with it. What is your why? What inspires you on a daily basis? Yeah. Um, like I say, my why is to, elevate and change the weight loss conversation. And I do, and by doing that, what really lifts me up is to see women finally get into a place that they're confident about themselves so they can go out there and do their work and fulfill their missions. Mm -hmm. It is seeing, like I, I like to call, even how I name my programs, I like to see that little seedling blossoming into this beautiful flower. And they're beautiful from day zero, but it's them seeing that, you know, their transformation and seeing them changing how they perceive themselves. That for me is just absolutely so fulfilling. That's huge. Yeah. And that's because, why. Because as, as you were mentioning, a lot of times, right, just, just saying that the perception part of it, you know, that person may be so hard, the pain might have been so much that because they're experiencing, a person is experiencing that pain and the world may see you as a beautiful blossom, you know, flower, but how can I see it if I'm in constant pain? If yeah. it can, if anything, it can be depressive, it can be discouraging, it could be, it uh, really derail you from your fulfillment. 
but to know that eventually you can, you know, overcome that and mentally, even on the mental aspect of it and, and pursue your dream despite those circumstances is a beautiful thing. It's life-changing. It really is. And we all have something very important to share, right? And the work you do, the work I do in different ways, we help people get that work out there, right? So that their beauty is seen by everybody else. And you do it through mentorship and coaching and elevating entrepreneurs. I do it through physical changing, physically changing the body in our perceptions. But it's very much kind of like the same direction, right? To get people to be seen for what they have to offer. And I think that's fulfilling to them, fulfilling to us and to everybody's that to all their lives that get touched in the process. So it's just like a lot of fun. (laughs) Yes. And and a lot of times it's hard to do a lot of this if, and and to to really bring out your gifting if you're in pain, if you, it's, you can. I mean, the uh, perfect example, the the gentleman with Black Panther, did you hear about his story? He had Chadwick had cancer, but he still went on and created one of the most successful film of all time. Yeah. Because he, he overcame so much to bring the gifting out. Just imagine so many people who are being held back because of pain, because of something that's holding, you know, of, of how they're feeling, whether it's mental or physical. And so it's great to know that that, that is a starting point. Let's get your body together. Let's help you connect that to the mindset of, of fulfillment, of, of serving, of helping, and really growing and expanding to that next level of who, really who you're supposed to be, not shrinking to the pain, but expanding to the world and saying, I'm here to help you. Welcome. Absolutely. And I'll say just one more thing quickly on that, that when I was, uh, say, the core 15 years of my chronic pain before surgery, before you know, I could see the light in the tunnel. At that time, I was not able to see and be grateful for my circumstances. Mm-hmm. That came much later, later on in life. Mm-hmm. But now I recognize that it is our challenges early on or even later in life that shape those inner priorities. So that they kind of feel it's the things we have as voids that really shape the thing, the way that we're here to share what we have as natural gifts to us. And I think it's when we connect the two and should it be paying or excess weight or whatever it is. And then once we connect the two in our conscious subconscious mind, we're able to tap into the gratitude for the circumstances exactly mm-hmm. as they are. I think that's when the shift changes and that's when you become unstoppable. And that's mm-hmm. what I wish to bring to people. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Juliana, this has been a pleasure. Oh. Any, anything that you can share with those who are listening, any advice, last advice? I would say my favorite one is that no parts of us are ever broken. They're all serve a purpose, even if it's hard to believe this, but it is true. And the more we get into, through all the processes and techniques out there, the more we get to accepting that we're whole and complete today and always, I think the easier the journey becomes. It's only finding the pieces of the puzzle to put some of the things together, but there's no part of you that is ever broken that needs fixing. You just need accepting on those parts. Yeah. Beautiful. (laughs) It was a pleasure. Such a pleasure too. Thank you so much, Carla. It was wonderful being here today. (laughs) Fantastic. 
Well, everyone, as Juliana has mentioned, it is so important to connect the body, the mind side of our uh, within ourselves so that we can reach our fullest potential. How beautiful is that? Is to be able to overcome that pain. Finding, honoring, and the way Juliana mentioned it is to honor and listen to yourself. I'm going to say that again. Honor and listen to you. You're worth it. And the first person out of this whole world that has that accountability and that responsibility is you. Will you do it for yourself? Listen, honor, because you're worth it. Thank you for being on your inspired journey. I have really, really enjoyed this conversation with Juliana, and I look forward to hearing your success by listening to her and honoring you. Have a great day.